Hey everybody, welcome to the uh, the Olympic break edition of the Fist Star Podcast. I'm Bill, and as always, I'm here with Austin. How you doing, Austin? Oh, I'm doing oh. good. Are you still hunting for the anime that you that was successful in Japan? It, in... it was Dead Man Wonderland. I think it did quite well in the U.S. in terms of getting ratings, but it was not good in terms of Japan and sales. That was it. Oh, okay. Found it. They all had things around their neck, and if they didn't do a certain thing, it blew their heads up. <laughs> all right. It's like, so yeah. it's like a mixture of anime and saw. Gotcha. In a way, they had to go through like traps and all this and weird stuff. They all right. Eat, oh yeah, they had to eat candies, or their heads would explode because the collars would go off. What? Okay. I do not understand some of the ideas that come out of that nation but okay which is sad because i took you know six years of the language and been there and it's quite not fond of the culture their worst ideas but i guess it, it was it was one of their better ideas but it just didn't well think speaking of things i'm not so fond of uh the uh the united states women crashed out of the uh olympics recently I managed to watch half the game while I was at lunch with my firm, but uh, I, you know, I watched it. It wasn't a bad game, but the guys at the firm were like, "Oh, it looks like there's nobody there." I'm like, "No, you're just seeing the part where the sun is hitting the stands. People in Brazil are actually intelligent and know not to sit directly in the sun; otherwise, they'll die." Yeah, and also I think I think the U.S. movement is a draw, and although like I've heard people had issues with where the Brazilian fans were kind of like having issues adjusting to the Olympic style of cheering. I think in soccer, they really do well. It's kind of interesting to see mm-hmm. how they respond to the U S they booed mercilessly the women. Like I love it's in a, I don't know in soccer if they do, but definitely in like basketball and all that. And I was kind of watching the game and the atmosphere was, a, it was good, but it was just like when half the arena, just like the camera side, at times, I'd be like, oh, it's empty, but no. I think I think they did pretty well, especially it out, and it was, it was a pretty okay game. I mean, it wasn't... Yeah, was, I thought it was all right. Like the you're half you're never going to get an exciting game with Sweden. No. I mean, everyone's like, oh, well, the United States should be winning. Like, guys in my firm are like, oh, the United States should be winning this. We're the best in the world. Like, But you're forgetting, one, that this is a slightly different team. Two, they're playing slightly different teams. And three, they're playing against Sweden, the team with Pia Sunhaga. And that pretty much means that Sweden has the U.S.'s number. But it's 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 a it's a style of play that nobody really likes, but it's successful and people keep doing it, and it's just going to happen. And this was a game where I don't think I think anybody who knew like what was going to go going into it, if you ever seen Sweden's previous games, you knew what you were going to get. They just play and sit. If they get a goal, they'll sit. If they don't get a goal, they'll sit and they'll counterattack and counterattack and counterattack. But they don't counterattack like, like a reckless Chicago Fire do, which is they have their heads cut off and they don't really know what they're doing and their defense is shit. Sweden's defense is solid. They're stable. They're basically two walls. It's like the wall bossing say. You can't really get past it. If you do, you destroy them. If you don't, then you're just kind of outside and everything goes bad. Because that's kind of what they did. They got the first goal. USA had to respond, and but they were still playing into Sweden's game style. They're not playing to really like 
win it in regulation they want to, but that's not their plan. They're planning to win it in a shootout. So I think anybody who went to this game is kind of like, we kind of expect uh, a highly defensive game, and the United States losing was, it was a little bit of a shocker, but... Everyone's just really disappointed. Like, I'm a little disappointed that the United States didn't win, but at the same time, I wasn't surprised really at all. And then it's the Olympics. This isn't the World Cup. Who cares? Yeah. And there's a there is pride in the line. There are medals. There's a medal on the line. Blah blah blah. But the World Cup has always been the the show for soccer. Kind of like you know back when baseball was in the Olympics, the World Series in the United States was really the show of baseball. Yeah, there's baseball from around the world, and really the uh, Olympics should have been more important, but it's just a fact. Now, the Olympics has always been the event for the events that people usually don't go out for quite as much. You know, your track, your fencing, your, your swimming, your high diving... People don't generally care about that as much. But when you bring all these sports that people don't care about as much together, you at least get a lot of people there to watch it and make it into a spectacle. Soccer, soccer's got its own thing. Don't, you know, people are people are looking at this like, oh, what's how is the United States ever going to come back from this? They don't care. It's yeah. it's this was in some in some of their cases this was the last chance to maybe get a medal that meant something. But most of them have a World Cup at home, a, you know, a World Cup medal sitting at yeah. on their mantle. And there's a, there's a this reason. This is just a little. This is just gravy on the gravy on the yummy, delicious biscuits that was their career. Yeah, there's a reason that they released the T-shirt that I have. Like the, you know, the world uh, the world champion T-shirt. I think it was like ninety. Oh God, I know ninety four. Yeah, ninety. Then it was at ninety nine. Or wait, no, 98, something, mm. two 90s ones, and then a 2014. And I think they released a shirt for that, but they don't really release it for the Olympics because nobody really gives it in. It's like, it's that's the World Cup. The World Cup is the top. Just soccer for the men has already admitted this as much. Say, U23. Every, it's a youth tournament. It's to get the youth some experience in a highly competitive and like pressure-filled atmosphere. It's basically just a pre-season. Well, not actually pre-season. It's most of the European leagues. It's in-season, but it's like it's a way. It's basically they're treating it as if like what all the English teams treat the FA Cup as early mm-hmm. on. It's practice for your youth. It's a test how deep your country's like youth system has gone. How good is your youth? To help you out with that, it was 1991, 1999, and 2015 that the women won the World Cup. Oh, 2015, okay. I'm like, is it 2015 or 14? I'm like, yeah, 15, yeah. And it's like, it's it's to test your the depth of your team's skills, and I think Brazil was good, and, well, at least with men's, like, you can see, like, they have a Neymar, and why is Neymar there? Because, well, it's the Olympics, he wants to win for his country, that they haven't done, but it's also because like that's kind of a it's a show of your youth. It's it's like it's it's basically like oh look at me, look how good my country's youth is. It, look how good our deeper we are. It's it's that's it's how a I chance to show that you know things. It's a chance to show what is coming down the pipeline. Yeah, this and is think... this is you know yes we have you know if if you're if you're a country that has a crappy adult you know uh, 
crappy national team, it's your chance to say, look, yeah, our national team is garbage, but our youth have gotten much better. I mean, Mexico won the Olympics a few years back, and then you know it seemed like automatically everybody was hopping on their on their parade of, oh, we're gonna win the World Cup next. And first, you got to get past the steamroller that is yeah. Germany. Yeah, it's like it's. I would. Everybody's more interested in in the World Cup, and even to this point, Europe doesn't even have to care. They played the Euros. The Euros were already going they, up. They didn't have to care. They played the Euros. Uh, I mean, Copa Centenario happened. So and their and their leagues are all starting. So it's like all everybody who cares. Like yeah, they'll, they'll turn an eye if their country's playing in the, the semifinals. But it's like right now everybody's focused on domestic leagues, and then like the Euros already happened. So they already got their international fill. This is kind of like this is just like how good are we developing? And yeah. do we? And even though we have star like mega stars like Neymar playing. It's still showing like that's how good they're pr- producing youth, and if they can manage to like decimate opponents time after time after time, then that's a good thing. Like that's a good thing. Your youth program's done well, but I don't think it's like it's never going to be treated as ooh, you won the U23 gold. Congratulations, you're above the World Cup. No, well, like, don't they have a U23 World Cup? I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, they do. So I it's mean, even so... less important. So it's like, let me see. I think they have. It might be a U23 World Cup, yeah. Um, they have a U20. So I guess this is like, wait, no, oh yeah, here we go, 2016 FIFA Under-23 World Cup. Yeah, they have that too. So they have U20, U23. So this is just like, this is just, just to show like the people who might not watch soccer, I guess, all the time. It's a good overall platform. Yeah. But congratulations to the three Red Stars that did get to go. Um, Alyssa Nair. Uh, Kristen Press and Julie Johnston. Congratulations to you, ladies, and can't wait to see you back in Chicago soon. Uh, let's uh, change things over from uh, world to back to our domestic league. Um, we didn't manage to get around to this. We had some busy, couple busy weeks, but um, the weekend of July 30th and 31st, the NWSL action took place. Uh, starting it off was uh, Chicago Red Stars played at Toyota Park and beat Kansas City 1-0. The Houston Dash played uh, Western New York Flash at BBVA Compass Stadium to a 3-3 draw. The Portland Thorns uh, beat their, uh, beat their, I guess I could say the Cascadia rival or their uh, Pacific Coast rival at Providence Park with uh, with a 1-0 victory over the Seattle Reign. Uh, the Washington Spirit on Sunday walloped on Sky Blue FC 3-1 at uh, Hendricks Field. And the Boston Breakers got a rare win over the Orlando Pride at Jordan Field. 1-0 victory for Boston Breakers. So, to bring it out, to bring it to the standings, Portland Thorns is in first place with 29 points. Uh, Washington Spirit also has 29 points, but has only played 14 games to Portland's 15. Um, in third place, Western New York Flash have 26 points. In fourth place, in that final spot, if if we were if the season were to end today, final spot, Chicago Red Stars have 25 points to, from 15 games. 
In fifth place, Sky Blue FC, one game behind. Uh, well, not one game behind point-wise. Uh, 22 points. With a win, they could they could potentially pass the Red Stars, but it would have to be at least a four-goal victory. Uh, the Seattle Rain coming up in sixth place have 20 points. The Orlando Pride have 18 points. FC Kansas City have 16 points. The Houston Dash have 12. And the Boston Breakers now have 7 points. Um, and have only played 14 games. So that's 2 wins, 11 losses, and 1 draw. With a negative 22 goal differential. Slightly better than it was before. And more, no more. Well, they're still at, I think they, uh, yeah, they're still at the record worst, but there's, I, I don't know. <laughs> just, uh, they might good. actually they might actually break double digits in point total if they're uh, if they're not careful. Um, so let's uh, let's go into the Red Stars. Who I said uh, have twenty five points from fifteen games, uh, six wins. No, excuse me, seven wins, four losses, and four draws, with a plus one goal differential. The Chicago Red Stars played the uh, played FC Kansas City. To a one-nil victory at Toyota Park, uh, the goal scorer in that game has only played two games for the for the Red Stars. Uh, that is Stephanie McCaffrey. Yeah, that was an interesting goal scorer, but she's a pickup from Boston Breakers as of this year. Well, who knows? I mean, picking up players from the team that's playing horribly maybe you can find like some people that were just the diamond in the rough. Yeah, kind of hope for that. That's. What you kind of hope for, but yeah, it's, this is this is a good win. I think it's it's not against the best one of the best teams. It's against a team that's kind of they're middle of the pack. Yeah, they're well, they're they're bottom middle of the pack. I guess. But this I is say. a game you still want to win. It's good to get on kind of a winning, like um, well, leaving with a win, and now we're gonna come back into the season. But hopefully, get some momentum going. Yeah, that's kind of what we, it's kind of hope and. Uh, I also think it's just you have to you want to stay in that top four and with Sky Blue kind of like taking a hit in terms of losing three zero and maybe you can start something and stop like get a few wins and then maybe like get some two goal wins and try to get your scoring mojo back because sputtering out after the Olympic break is going to be very damaging in terms of what happened last time after the World Cup kind of sputtering out so hopefully we can avoid that. Well, I mean, if you look at if we look at the stats, uh, Stephanie McCaffrey had three shots, um, two of them on goal, and Carl Walls, who played the entire ninety minutes, had uh, two shots and one shot on goal. And so, and uh, Alyssa Motts only had one shot total. So, uh, Vanessa Di, oh, and, excuse me, and Vanessa Di Bernardo also had three shots two shots on goal. Um, I mean, the shots are coming from a variety of places at least now, and that's exactly what we wanted to see, especially when we're without Kristen Press. Um, the defense seemed to hold up just fine. Uh, we kept a clean sheet, and Michelle Dalton was able to do her job uh, with a couple good saves, I should, I should say. But other than that, it was not... No, not not a bad game for the Chicago Red Stars. 
Yeah, yeah. I gotta say it was it was a good showing, and I like also that out of all the shots they had, mm-hmm. I think let me see was uh, they had nine wait no eight shots, only one was on goal, and that was in the first. Um, God, I'm forgetting half, <laughs> and it was uh, that's good defense. That's without Julie Johnson, that's good defense. I mean, not having a leader, they're slow. They slowly adapted. It kind of took them a little while, but. That's kind of a good point, and as you said, he kind of spreading out the shots is what we want to see. We just need to see people who can convert those shots into goals. So that's kind of a, that's the hard second part. You can have like plenty of people take the shots, but you kind of need the finisher to convert those shots. So that's what I kind of hope when the U.S. national team kind of comes back in, that they can kind of help turn that piece, like have somebody else get a goal from the odd man, odd person, well, odd woman out here and there. And then have the star kind of like be able to put away some of those chances that the others weren't able to. Well, it'll help to have a diverse, um, a diverse yeah. offense. That is, shots can come from anywhere. And you're not just worrying about Kristen Press. Uh, on one hand, you can. On one hand, you can hope the team, the, your uh, your opponent, just focuses on Kristen Press. Is, is always got at least two women on her, but. And then maybe you can get some shots from somebody else that way. Or I'd much rather see. I'd much rather see you know our our ladies being able to take anybody on the field being able to take a shot and have yeah. it be dangerous. Um, you know the ball is suddenly dangerous at the foot of anybody. You may start drawing more people away whenever one of our women has the ball, and suddenly you're getting more open. Op- open opportunities, but yeah. um, it, you know it will be seen. Uh, we have the women come. W- women come back in a couple weeks. Uh, we next game is actually August twenty seventh at uh, at Yurkak Field in Yurkak <laughs> uh, Field. All right. Uh. That is a painful name to say. Is a, yeah, your cack. Um, well, the game next game is against Sky Blue FC at Sky Blue FC uh, on August twenty seventh, which is a Saturday at seven p.m. my time, which would be six p.m. your time, that is yep. Central Time. Yeah, that's God's time. <laughs> it's God's time. All right. Actually, Indiana would say otherwise, but. Yeah, you're not going to get a religious debate over here. <laughs> um, time zones is a hotly debated biblical topic. Oh, yes. Time zones. God decreed there should only be one time zone. Central time zone. Um, I'm kind of looking forward... Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to uh, to this game. It'll, it'll, it'll show what our ladies are made out of right after, right after such a long break. Um, I mean, it's been almost a month since the last game. The good thing is, the good thing is the women lost early, so <laughs> Kristen Press, Julie Johnson, and Alyssa Nair are probably back in the fold by now. Um, so hopefully by the time this ma- this match rolls around, everyone will be uh, will be well attuned to each other and be able to give it 100%. Yeah, I think unlike last time where they kind of like 
didn't play for a solid, well, two, I think maybe one or two weeks, some of the national team. Mm-hmm. I think now we might, maybe, if they're, if they're not going to play right away, I would expect them to play right away, but maybe they get... I don't get, see why they wouldn't. They play, if, if at at the at worst they play the second half I think that's like I think we're gonna I think we can do quite well I don't know if Sky Blue FC honestly has that many I think they might have like one national team too I think but um, I still think this is the best game we could possibly have coming back because this is the game that we need to show like have we, what have we learned when the national team stars aren't here like we carry that over when they are here and like combine what we have and hopefully the national team stars don't think they're playing with like god tier players because they bowed out so early maybe they can get back to training with their regular team you're hoping maybe it's the uh it's the 1994 or 1996 no not 1996 1992 dream team yeah well well, you guys you guys may think you're awesome but you just lost so get your crap together yeah i mean it's it's like you you didn't when a game like we can argue like oh Sweden kind of played the way they play blah 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 but like I think they use strategy it's, yeah it's like it, it's like you lost blah 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 just get get back here take a little break but then try to like train with some of the players nearby I don't know if they live in the area they should yeah I mean they're national team stars they can afford to live in uh, Chicago but I mean I mean, it's like, yeah, hopefully they're kind of, like, doing some kick around with the players here and there, just kind of getting used to them again. Yeah. And if they've gotten an opportunity to practice for, like, at least, like, a week, because it's going to be that's gonna be two weeks and they haven't, well, give or take, two weeks. I don't remember the last. When did they last play? They play last played July 30th. No, uh, the national team. Oh, the what national team. They bowed out. That was last week. That's me. Yeah, so they've been. So they, even if they took a week off, they'd still have like two weeks to get trained. So I'd expect I'd expect them to be kind of back in there, getting the rotation kind of like in check and kind of knowing like, okay, this is these are the players I'm playing with again, getting used to that, reacclimating the team, and then kind of putting on a show because I think we should, if everything goes well, be able to beat Sky Blue FC if, if we're playing at what we were playing at, kind of like in bits during the middle to early part of the season. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm hoping I'm hoping for a 2-1 victory. Cause I'm I do hoping think for a 2-0 victory, personally, but, you know. I'm we'll see what happens when we get optimistic, Austin. We've seen what happens. Like, we, see, we saw what happened. It's like it's every time you kind of have that hope, just gets, gets crushed. crushed. That's like a Cubs fan. It's like, we're going to win the World Series this year. Boom. Losing the championship game. There's like, eh. You know what? I, I, I think we can be optimistic now. I'm guaranteeing a win. Let me go all out. Okay. I'm guaranteeing. Actually, no. I'm guaranteeing a not loss. A not loss. Yes. Anything but a loss. Hmm. All right. Well, Austin, I think it's probably about time we wrap this up. Where can we find you on the Twitters? You can find me at European Red Fox, and the podcast can be found on iTunes now. I found out how to do that. It was so much. It was just England. England didn't want you to be uploading things. I don't know what it was, but it was like, it was not clear. And I searched it out. You shall not upload in our country. Oh, wait, I just do this. Like, okay, I found out it. But yeah, it's on iTunes. I 
don't know about Stitcher. I'm not really sure how to do that. Uh, I'm not too worried about Stitcher. I'll figure out sometime later. Well, I can be found at the Domestic Snob on Twitter. And you can find this podcast at Fifth Star Podcast. We are also on SoundCloud um, if, at the Fifth Star Podcast. And Austin, got anything else you want to talk about or no? Well. Uh, besides anime be- and wrestling. Uh, <laughs> UFC. What? What? No, there's a UFC thingy happening this weekend. He said so. wrestling. Oh shit. Um. Ah, uh, are cartoons <laughs> anime? <laughs> Do we separate? Are we? Are we like? Are we like being like? Technically, anime is short for animation. So. Ah, oh, shit. Well. Language. Uh, I'm getting all PG thirteen up in the year. <laughs> all right well i guess that's all we've got for tonight so uh from austin and myself go red stars <laughs>